You are listening to the Manos Accelerator podcast in partnership with Google Launchpad. We interview rockstar entrepreneurs who share their exact formulas for success in customer acquisition, growth hacking, fundraising, or scaling a company. And I'm your host, Juan Felipe Campos. Okay, Manos Nation, remember, for every episode, there's a giveaway of digital goods or resources from our partners that other people would normally pay for. To enter the giveaway, subscribe to the Manos podcast on iTunes now, and then message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Again, that's Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator to prove it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Manos Accelerator podcast. Today, I am with... Mr. Jeremy Haynes. And you're working on... <laughs> ton of stuff, man. I have a digital agency I'm still running today. I mentor literally 1,200 plus people now that pay Ooh. me to do it. Tens of thousands for free. Uh, I do a lot of stuff with consulting on big brands, and I build some of the world's largest personality brands. Yes. Today. I love it. I love it. So, Jeremy... Um, t- we're doing the stacking growth special and we're going to be yep. sending this out to Latino entrepreneurs in the U S and Latin America. Awesome. Share with us one or two growth hacks or specific tactics that can help us replicate and get the same results you've gotten before. Absolutely. Every business, no matter who they are and what they're doing, I find 95% of them are not running engagement campaigns, which is done through the Facebook ads manager. So if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, you need to go take action right now on your content being distributed to ideal customers because in the Facebook ads manager, you go to the audiences section after you've created an engagement campaign, you can create what's called an audience based on engagement. So if you go create an audience, then go down to the engagement section, you can select video or you can select Facebook or Instagram page. And then, for example, under video, you can retarget people based on the fact they've watched three seconds, 10 seconds, 25%, 50%, or 75%, 95% even of a video. And that's ideal if you're targeting ideal future customers with that content. So then you're getting these Instagram and uh, Facebook lists that you can follow up with that are packed with your ideal customers. So just like any other sales process, if you digitize it by marketing content to people first, which follows the know, like, and trust sales process, People then know you. They start to like you through persistency of engaging them with content that doesn't try to sell them, at which point you then accumulatively build up this large audience of people through time. You can market to with lead campaigns, conversion campaigns. You're technically spending less because there's less people to market to that are more likely to purchase because they also already know you and like you. Therefore, you're making more revenue right off the rip. I love that. So I create a post on Facebook mm-hmm. that I think it's going to get awesome traction. I've already, I'm, I'm testing out a bunch of different things. Thinking of the ideal customer. Thinking of the ideal customer. Yep. Then I create the post. Correct. I create an engagement campaign to make Correct. sure that people are actually liking, commenting on it. Correct. Absolutely. As opposed to linking out into the website or going on the messenger bot. You're Absolutely. Saying, Don't do that right now. Just Correct. get a lot of engagement. Then take that engagement and then create a lookalike audience to make sure that the people that liked that stuff are mm-hmm. going to see your future ads. Correct. So that was the first point of engagement with you. Correct. But now you need to continue to nurture that relationship with them. Absolutely. Actually, something I, uh, you said yesterday, I believe it was you, you had an analogy of like, imagine if every time you met the same person, yep. they were also saying, hi, uh, hi, nice to meet you. Yep. My name is Juan. <laughs> hi, nice to meet you. My name is Juan. You're like, what yeah, do you think that that's super dopey and weird? <laughs> You're doing the exact same thing with your ads by always like introducing yourself as Direct opposed to building on the relationship. So you build out the relationship. At what point do you actually start then monetizing that and and then sending them into um, like a website or actually start driving traffic like that. Yeah, great question. Driving sales like that. The way that you can identify that is a better question online, which is done through those audiences. So yes, you can create lookalike audiences off of the people that you're accumulating that are engaging with these posts that you're targeting towards your ideal customers. More importantly, you're just following up with the people who are engaging 
period. So somebody who watches a video, somebody who goes and visits your Instagram page or your Facebook page, somebody who's more importantly watching 50% or 75% of a video is technically more qualified than the people watching only three seconds, right? Right. So right. from that perspective, if you're able to identify, and that's the only way you can identify through data, well, this person watched 75% and this person watched three seconds, who are you going to target your lead campaign and your sales campaign towards? You're going to spend less money targeting the person who watched 75% of it. And the only way that you can identify that they're more likely to purchase is through that one data point as an example. You can also accumulatively tie these things together. So you can say, well, I want somebody who watched 75% of a video and somebody who actively messaged my page. That's commonly done for influencers. Even the day-to-day -day business owner, the random entrepreneur who's getting literally no likes, has no followers. This is how you do it. <laughs> this is why people right now are freaking out on Facebook when they're, they're hearing Zuckerberg talk about this update uh, with his algorithm yeah. through the next couple of months. It has, yeah. has no impact on people who just know how to run engagement campaigns right. and are creating content that doesn't try to sell people. Common business owner from, you know, back in the day where you're, you're spending money and you have such little knowledge to track where the person's seeing it, where they're then going to, you're just, you're begging by for now, a call to now. action. Exactly. Right. You're trying to do direct response advertising. It's not how it is on Facebook because it's cheaper, more cost effective. And, and less salesy to just literally put a piece of content in front of the person who is your ideal customer, not trying to sell them, just giving them a piece of value about something that you know is a solution. Or what I really like to go, if you want to go deep on this, a process, you want to, you want to use this, okay? You as an entrepreneur creating whatever solution that you have, you started off with having a problem. And a problem, if you think about it, is just some belief that you currently have that's no longer working because beliefs create our reasons for things and our reasons justify every action that we take. Ooh. So if, if you're taking the wrong actions because you have that. the wrong reasons for things, but all those reasons source typically one belief. Now, if, the, if that one belief is changed to another belief, well, that's where everything I just described changes. All of a sudden, all your reasons change, which is your perception towards life, and then all your actions change, which gets you different results from changing one belief. So you as an entrepreneur have to identify through content, you literally have to that's be awesome. able to say, dude, I relate to your old belief that you that you have, and here's where I dealt with it. And you you explain and, and create relevance with these people through your content by saying, well, here's my reasons for life, for how they were, and here's here's the actions I was taking. And here's why I kept running into these walls and pain points. Or you can go the other way, which is here's how I was thinking. Here's my beliefs. Here's my reasons. Here's my actions. And here's the epiphany. So you can go pain or epiphany. And then you associate right away with whatever the new, the new belief is. So it's like, ah, in my life, I believed this. All my reasons were this. All my actions were this. I just wasn't getting the result that I wanted to. I hit such a wall that things had to change. And when they changed, this is what I now believe. You plant the belief right away. Or you go, this is what I believed. And this was, this was my reasoning for life. And these were the actions that I was taking. And then I just, I don't know what happened. I just woke up. I had this, boy, I had this epiphany. Or I read this book. Or I heard this podcast. Or I went and I spoke to this guy. I hired this person. And poof, the light bulb went off. Either way, pain or epiphany, you then immediately have to plant a new belief. So then you say, I, I started thinking this. I started believing this. This is, what I, this is what I felt. This is what I embraced. And then that created all these new reasons, all these new actions. And then that's really how you take people from current mindset that they have. And they typically have maybe four to sometimes 12 different beliefs around the current problem that your solution as an entrepreneur in your environment, whatever the marketplace is, uh, four to 12 beliefs on average for whatever they currently have. Okay. And you have new beliefs you for sure have new beliefs around whatever your solution is that you can identify as an entrepreneur. And that's the best kind of content because then you're not being salesy. You're just straight up storytelling, which right. is so much more powerful right. than anything right. else. I love that. So yeah. storytell and use engagement audiences. Absolutely. It seems like if you could, Very if you had another like really quick one that you're like, I strongly believe that this yeah. is going to help any entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely. So to be. analytics really confuse people, I think. And a lot of people out there, they use Google Analytics and that's still a very important tool to keep installed on your website here. 
you want to have a tool installed called Lucky Orange. LuckyOrange.com or Hotjar.com. Both of these websites give you the ability. They market the fact that your website becomes like a DVR. You can watch screen recordings of mobile phone, laptops, uh, desktops, tablets, and then all of a sudden, all these changes on your websites, you know, your developers, your marketing team. As an entrepreneur, not everybody's tech savvy or digital savvy, but if you go to watch a screen recording instead of watching whatever you're going to watch on Netflix at lunchtime <laughs> yeah. or at dinner time, it's like watch some screen recordings of people on your webpage. Do it with your marketing team for like, 15, 30 minutes out of the day or just do it yourself. And you can identify changing the color of a button makes a big difference or changing an image and where somebody's looking makes a big difference or changing the copy makes a big difference because you get to watch literally how people interact and make real-time changes. So take changes out of like a week away or a month away. Start making real-time changes based on literally just watching what people are doing in real time. Do visitors (laughs) get a notification or like a permission, anything like that? No, nothing. So it's as easy as installing it and that's it? 2018 and onward, just like Trump come becoming president already and kind of ripping the ISP thing off of off of the uh, the market. What that, that really means is that all the data that ISPs have also become for sale. So one of the very first things that changed isn't the fact that the market feels the impact of having to be charged more because there's so much more money to be made in just the selling of the data that every different company that holds all that data, whether it be an internet browser or the actual internet provider themselves, can now sell to companies that are targeting uh, advertisers and uh, saying, hey, you can come onto our platform and use our data to target our customers that are using this platform. Um, so every single ISP immediately became like just another solution that could sell their data points. And until that kind of gets milked, that's when it's going to impact the consumer more on saying, well, you got to pay like a $25 package to use social media or something like that. Like, that's not going to yeah. come for a while. Because right now, once again, the data is so much more accessible to everybody. So now it's, it's just a much more lucrative market um, where it's not required to give a notification that you're even doing something as small. And that's, and that's as a marketer. I want this to be very understood for everybody listening to this podcast. As as a marketer who spends as much as I do for my clients, for myself, and just you know has the experience, that's not that's not really creepy. I mean, thirty three percent of Facebook's data is the NSA data. Um, the average person is just not really aware of how much data they give away, and just they leave a data trail is what it's called. Every single point that you have on you is a data point. My uh, my mother actually got me a Fitbit for Christmas, and I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> on the on the package, it just looked like nothing against Fitbit, but it just looked like. Everything was just a way to track my data point. It really didn't give me anything other than just visibility of my data points that they were uh-huh. tracking and collecting. And I thought it was hilarious. I was like, <laughs> this company went public. No wonder. You know, I was like, how's a company selling a $150 band going public? Well, yeah, it's because they're selling all their data. The data. All that becomes targetable by us as advertisers and Facebook on these engagement campaigns. So yeah, it's cool. <laughs> okay, Monos Nation, do not forget your chance to win digital goods and resources on every episode right here on the podcast. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes And once you've done that, message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Subscribe on iTunes and then message Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. See you on the next one. Oh, man, that's insane. That is crazy. (laughs) Man, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, What is the best way for someone to get in touch with you, get a hold of you? Yeah, my Instagram is just my name. It's literally just at Jeremy. So (laughs) J-E-R-E-M-Y. At Jeremy? (laughs) Yes, sir. That is awesome. (laughs) All right, there you have it. At Jeremy, scaled seven-figure businesses, has been working with lots of mainstream brands that you've probably heard, mainstream personalities and celebrities in Los Angeles. He is also helping over 1,200 students online. If you'd like to find out more about him, look him up on Instagram, at Jeremy. Thanks so much again for coming here. Thanks for having me, man. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.